Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. Hello again, it is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network, taking you into the garage area and talking to the folks who make the race cars go around the racetracks. I'm Steve Post, pit road reporter for Motor Racing Network, joined by 25-time and championship-winning crew chief Todd Gordon. Hello, Todd, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. Good, good yeah. deal, good deal. Um, Atlanta in the rearview mirror. Wild finish, wild race, cool winner, with uh, Daniel Suarez getting the win, and... Um, the super speedway portion of the early season is over. Let's do a little West Coast portion of it. Yeah, I'm excited to see what we get to going to Vegas and, and yeah. Phoenix. Yeah. You know, that, that's the cool part about this swing out West is that we've had Daytona and Atlanta both being speedway packages. So we kind of understood. And, and I don't think we can assess where the new bodies are. No. I, because we can assess where they are in speedways. That's, that's what we've done. Uh, it's been interesting. The Fords have been fast still, the, yes. like we were last year. Uh, the Toyotas haven't qualified well, but have raced pretty well. Yep. Uh, and the Chevrolets have won everything. <laughs> exactly. Go <laughs> so, figure. <laughs> so we'll, we'll, we'll figure out where that goes. But uh, yeah. really looking forward to getting to Vegas and, and an intermediate track and then and then to Phoenix. We get a, a look at the two other aero packages yes. in the next two races. So we get back on the West Coast, I think we'll have a better picture where we are. I think so. Two weeks from today, we'll be sitting here having a little bit better mm-hmm. understanding. Uh, Adam Stevens will help us with the Toyota side of this. He's going to be our guest here on the program today. So always look forward to Adam breaking it down. And uh, he did the Phoenix test also, so it's mm-hmm. going to be interesting to uh, interesting to see what he has to say as we go into these next two races, which I agree with you, they are uh, very critical uh, races. Going back to uh, Atlanta, um, Trackhouse Racing has mm-hmm. won two of the last three races when yeah. we go back to Phoenix. Yep. Um, and they shifted things up. Matt Swiderski comes over from Colleg, and it has got to be a really, really good uh, jump start to the season for Matt and for Daniel Suarez to, to knock that win out at Atlanta. Yeah, I think it puts these guys in a situation where they've got an opportunity to, to, to really play free. Uh, not not be up against that, kind of not be up against the uh, you know the, the the pressure of making the playoffs. This should put them. This should put them guaranteed in. I we had yeah. sixteen winners two yeah. years ago. Kurt Busch didn't go in. Ryan Blaney was the one guy that got in on points. Um, I, I wouldn't look for. I wouldn't look for sixteen or more winners in twenty six races in a season. It can happen, but I don't think in the first twenty six. So. I feel like it puts him in. I feel like it puts him at ease. I think I worked with Swiderski at, uh, at, at Team Penske for a few years. Really intelligent guy. Yeah. Uh, he's really on top of it. I think, uh, I think that's a good pairing. And I look for them to race a little freer and, and, and have some more success. It, back to basically where I, th- I think Daniel could have a repeat of his uh, 22 season. when The first year of the next-gen right. car. He was at the Charlotte Roval. They had a power steering rack failure. Or they would have made the round of eight. Yeah, they were in a good position. He's really capable. I think. Uh, I think this puts them in a position they could have that type of run this year. Really cool, good stuff. That's for sure. And uh, Daniel was wheeling that car. That is for sure. A couple other drivers that are on the good side of things. Ryan Blaney's 
run here over the last, the, listen to the last five races. Second, 30th at Daytona. Understand 30th at Daytona crashed at the front of the field. Second, first, second to end last year. They haven't missed a beat over the offseason. Again, we go to intermediates and short tracks now, but Ryan Blaney and uh, Jonathan Hassel, they just keep knocking it out. Yeah, yeah. The, the, and the Team Penske Fords have been good. Yes. I think, uh, I think you look at this and, and where they've been. He was. I, I, do, I, I agree. He was the best car of the last three races last year. Uh, he didn't win it. Uh, he didn't win at Homestead, Homestead. but he, he was by far the best car. Just a short run to hurt him, I think, uh, there at the end. Uh, did win Martinsville yeah. and took him through the Phoenix. And you know, Ross won Phoenix. If Ross is a points guy, then it might have been a different. Score. I think Blaney Blaney raced him a little rough because of the 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 block and error and doing yeah. things like that. But I think he races him even harder and and puts himself in a better position. But uh, this. I said it when I left Brian Blaney. He's going to win championship. Yeah. Uh, his talent is way too much not to. And it seems like he's really gotten in his kind of in his pocket of where he's comfortable and uh, things are in a good place. And, and he and Jonathan are doing a great job. They will be a contender. Yep. I agree with that as well. Uh, Bubba Wallace, two fifth place finishes to start the season off. We saw this team so good. And we talked about it so much last year from, from August 1st or even July yep. 15th yep. into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, two super speedways, which Bubba is good at super speedways, but now we're going to mm-hmm. a place last year, their intermediates was probably their strongest, but I'm really going to be anxious to see what Bubba does this weekend in Las Vegas, because this, this was their sweet spot last year. We'll see if they're able to maintain that. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, it'll be interesting. But like you said, the last, I don't know, eight, 10 races of the regular season, he and he and Booty Barker, they went into playoff mode. Yeah. I mean, they just executed. That's that's the one thing that when you look back at, at this team, they've had speed and lacked execution. They didn't finish things. And, and they they turned it on. They flipped the switch. They were at the point where they could execute, where they could they got everything out of their car that they were supposed to every race and put themselves from being a bubble car to being solidly into the playoffs. And um, they're carrying that forward now uh, Two, you know, two, like you said, two top 10 finishes here. It's been an interesting ride for them. It'd be, be great to see they, they were good at Vegas. Yep. You know, we'll see where that, that plays forward. We'll see what the new car does to them. That's exactly that, right. That's part of what's going to be interesting here. The shout-outs that were given, I want to give one. Yeah. Who's led the most laps so far this year? How about that? Todd Gilliland. Yeah. Led the most laps. And really, Front Row Motorsports. Mm-hmm. They've been, for a, for a, for a smaller team... Now, it's two speedway events, and they've been pretty good at them, but they've been solid. I mean, Todd and Michael were both very strong at at both races right. so far. Michael, two front row starting spots. That's mm-hmm. just raw speed. Yep. And again, it's with the super speedway package. But something you alluded to, the Team Penske cars are good. That's a new alliance with Team Penske. It's now a tier one Ford program, which which we had mm-hmm. Travis Peterson on last week and, yep. and, and shared a little bit about the details with that. It's a matter of now what they do with the influx of everything. Two races in, they've done really well. They just need to get finishes now. They've got the speed. Holy cow. And you talk about the Team Penske piece. We brought up we brought up Ryan's position. Joey has been fast, but nothing. He's buried in points. But his teammate, Austin Sendrick, I had him on the late shift yep. this week. Um, one point out of first. I know. Yeah, and put in solid, uh, put two solid runs together, and they've been competitive, uh, as you said. All the all those guys, and and the Fords have been good, but the Penske guys have seemed like they've really kind of put it forward, and, and the front row guys have 
been right there with them. Yeah. Going to be interesting to see again, and, and, and we've qualified this many times by saying, okay, the next two races are yes. going to be key. We, we're sitting here in two weeks, and front row is still having the speed that they had. Then it's like, oh, wait a minute, hang we're, on. That we're, that's going to be a big story That's going to be a big story then. Exactly. And, and we'll see where it goes out, but uh, we do. We've got, we've got Vegas this weekend, Intermediate, and then Phoenix, the first of that new aero package. Right. We'll see where that plays out. It's going to be interesting to talk about that. A couple of folks that need to get up and moving, um, Austin Dillon. 35th in points. Yeah. Yeah. Brad Keselowski. Yes. 33rd in both races. And after the penalties, assuming no appeal, we'll wait and see. We're, yes. we're in the yep. middle here. Yep. We're, in the, we're in the wait to see on the appeal process. Ryan Priest sits at zero, zero points. And Noah, Noah Gregson minus 28. Is he? I think it's, that's what I saw this morning, minus 28. Okay, but anyhow, but he's a negative because I had thought uh, last night right, I listened to you guys on that and I thought it was like seven below or something like yeah, that. I thought it was six. No, six or seven. If it's six or seven or twenty-eight below, it's it's, it's negative. It's negative. It's negative. It's not the direction you want to be in. That yes. is for sure. So they've got some work to do. Dig themselves out. A couple more attaboys. NASCAR Xfinity Series down at Atlanta. It was Austin Hill and Andy Street from Richard Childress Racing getting the win. Andy Street is ninth career win. NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. Kyle Busch and Brian Patty from up at Spire Motorsports. Brian was fourth truck series win, but his 21st win overall in the big three series. Brian's a uh, good crew chief, and boy, that pairing is that pairing is dynamite when they get together. Yeah. That is for sure. Yeah, so, pretty special. Fun stuff. Speaking of fun stuff, we're going to step away when we come back. Adam Stevens from over at Joe Gibbs Racing. He joins us. Napa! Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shins that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon, Steve Post, need to correct myself. Noah is six points below zero. I had 28, some kind he of He lost change. 28 positions. He lost 28 positions. Yeah. I saw minus 28, and I thought, oh, my gosh, this is terrible. So he is in much better shape than I thought. He's only six points below he, he's zero. Still, he's, yeah, still, he's still in trouble. He's still, still in the basement. That is for sure. Let's, yeah, let's do this. Someone who's not in nearly as much trouble as they are over at Stuart House Racing is Adam Stevens. He is the crew chief, a 34-time Cup Series winner with Kyle Busch and Christopher Bell at the helm. Adam joins us from over at Joe Gibbs Racing. Hello, Adam. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Doing great. Doing well here also. Uh, we've got the super speedway portion, at <laughs> least the first super speedway portion of the season over. Kind of assess where you guys are at with uh, Daytona and Atlanta in the books. Yeah, you know, I, all things considered, we're not in terrible shape. Um, if you'd have told me this is where we'd be after two races before we got started, uh, I think that would kind of be right on the, uh, the line of elation and disappointment. We're, we're kind of in the middle ground right now. Um, you know, we had a great run at Daytona, but we still left there feeling like we left a little bit on the table. Um, and it had really high hopes for Atlanta, but we've been fast there every time we've been there. Haven't always had to finish the show for it, but we were always a factor in every race that we raced there. But uh, this one uh, didn't really go our way. You know, we didn't even get the engine up to temperature before we were on the hook. So, uh, you know, you'll have that every once in a while. And 
Uh, you hope everybody else gets their uh, chance to have a disappointing day like we did and then it all washes out. But, uh, you know, all in all, um, we're looking forward to getting the, the meat and potatoes of the season uh, going here at Las Vegas and really seeing what we got. Yeah, as you as you look forward, uh, as you look forward to Vegas, I guess uh, piece I, I looked at qualifying speeds haven't been the strength in the in the super speedway package for the Camry. Um, seems like Daytona, you you know, it was it was less than what we thought. Turned it around. You won your duel, really competitive in the five hundred. Um, seems like the car races pretty well. Does that race speed show forward as we go into the kind of meat and potatoes you talked about uh, of the season coming to Vegas where we aren't motor power restricted like we are at Daytona? Well, I mean, we hope so and we think so. But, I mean, honestly, we just don't know until we get there and get a rip at it. Um, We were all very disappointed and and shocked at our Daytona qualifying speed. And I think if you do the math of, you know, how much horsepower you have to be off and how much drag you have to be off – to be that far off the pole, um, it just doesn't add up. So I think we're just missing a little something with our prep and and, and how we're getting ready to qualify. Um, and I think we've got a little better at Atlanta as a company. On average, you know, there's a little bit more spread than we wanted, but it was super windy day too, so there's going to be a little bit more spread in the field. But uh, um, we, got, we got a little closer. Um, but, uh, you know, that's a totally different rule package too. It's a seven inch spoiler. It's a mm-hmm. smaller engine. Um, you know, there's a lot going on there that, uh, you're, you're wide open throttle all day long for the most part. You're relying on the draft. Um, it's just a different animal than what we're going to have at Las Vegas. And, um, you know, we were, our intermediate stuff was strong last year and there's no reason why it shouldn't be stronger with everything we have going on this year. Yeah. Going back to Vegas, but, uh, you, you mentioned wind at Atlanta. Oh. Saturday's forecast is 25 to 45 mile an hour winds straight down the backstretch at, at Vegas. What what does that do to qualifying at Vegas, and what you how do you prepare for that? Um, <laughs> that's a great question. It's kind of like preparing to play bingo a little bit, you know, like uh, what can you really do? But uh, it's going to be the same for all of us. Um, you know, it's going to put some spread in the uh, in the qualifying results. You know, you get a gust at, at a at a time. Uh, that you're not ready for or that's really going to slow you down, you know, especially actual qualifying, you know, qualifying, you're, you're all but wide open um, if the conditions are right. And if, if you're coming off turn two down the backstretch and can get a hefty gust, it's going to slow you down. Um, there's just no two ways about it. So you have, I think you have to prepare yourself for not having a great starting position um, and prepare yourself for maybe not having the best pit stall selection. And just knowing that, don't be disappointed if that happens because um, it's going to be a, a trying day with the with the conditions. So the other thing I would say is practice. You know, the practice conditions are going to be quite a bit different than race conditions. And spending too much time getting uh, very dialed in to, to those practice conditions it just isn't going to bear much fruit. So I think you'll see a lot of guys um, getting the balance halfway close and just just running laps. And at the point in time that they think they have enough, they're going to pull the plug. The, the the challenge of Las Vegas, and we'll see what it how it's changed since we were there last fall. You want obviously everywhere you go, you want that car as close to the ground as possible. But you've got some serious hurdles and bumps at Vegas. How do you balance that, Adam? It's tough. Um, we spend a lot of time on that, as I'm sure everybody does. But that's the the key to the setup. There is getting through those bumps and having a balance that's not too tight that you go through the bumps and you lose the front end or not too loose and you go through the bumps and lose the back end. Um, it's, it's a constant, constant struggle. Um, and 
as much as we learn and, and understand about wheel rates and, and damping ratios and pitch control and everything else we keep track of, every time we go there, it's always not good enough. So <laughs> it's just one of those things. I'm sure Todd knows that pain, but, uh, yeah. uh, you know, sometimes I think we should just screw it up as good as we possibly can and unload that way and then put it back to the way we think it should be, at least so we can have an improvement on, on the table for them, you know, but, uh, <laughs> It's tough. The right quality is never going to be good enough, um, but it needs to be better than the guys are racing if you want to win. So um, it, it, it's a it's a tough place. It's super tricky. Um, the, the bumps down in the bottom of one and two, especially, are, are really harsh. And, and when you're on new tires, that's probably where you want to be. But um, sometimes your car just won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like your I like your philosophy there. Make it terrible, and then you then, yeah, then you look you like a hero right coming through. forward. <laughs> At least it sets a mentality in the right direction. Last fall, uh, last fall, I thought you were the best car there. You need one more lap. Uh, I mean, it was really impressive to watch Seabell run down Kyle Larson and, and just yeah. didn't quite get there. Uh, I, I felt like you needed like one set of corners, um, really close. But it was warmer then, and it was a different body. How much does the new Camry body affect that notebook and what you apply coming forward this week, this year? Um, well, the short answer is we don't know. Um, we have, it's, it's going to be different. How much different it's going to be, it's going to be really hard to answer until we get a couple rips at it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we feel like we put the work in, and, it, and it, there should be a, a small improvement there. Um, now, whether that's it's easy to see maybe if you had a, a 2023 camry racing against a 2024 camry you can see it but i don't think it's going to be such a step change that you know we're just going to lap the field or anything but uh, uh how it changes the balance how it changes the migration of the balance um you know what you fight and what you don't fight that's just all unknowns right now so this is going to be a very important weekend for toyota in general and ford too you know they have a new body Mm-hmm. Um, just understanding, starting that notebook and, and developing an understanding of what it's going to take to make these cars as good as they can be. We, we, we wrap up at Vegas. That's the intermediate, non-restricted portion uh, uh, setup that you guys will have. Then we roll into Phoenix, the new short track portion. You were part of the test out there. Of course, you tested a lot of things. Wherever they ended up is where they ended up. Just kind of what's your, what's your week and a half out assessment of what you guys are going to face out at Phoenix? Yeah, you know, there's another big question mark. It's a rules package on top of a, a new Toyota body, so... Um, we did get some laps with uh, bits and pieces of, of that package. Uh, and, I mean, the biggest thing that, that we learned that weekend was the, how the tires can really affect the, their raceability and, and what they look like on the racetrack. Um, to me, uh, we tried a lot of different body stuff. And um, it, they made some differences, but it, in my mind, it wasn't a total game changer. So. Uh, you know, they're bringing back a different tire as well. Um, so that with a heavier gauge, um, which is interesting. Uh, so it's, it's going to be a little bit different race out there too. Um, I, I don't think it's going to be wholesale different, but it, it will be different. There's going to be more fall off for sure. Um, the car should be slipping and sliding more. Um, the new rules package, uh, looks like, um, from the little bit of data we've gathered and a little bit of track time we've had, that allows the drivers to slip the cars a little more and recover a little bit more. Um, but the, the tires are going to penalize that more too. So um, it should be interesting. Uh, but, you know, it's it's still fundamentally tough at, at some of these flatter places that typically develop a, a, a 
a primary groove um, to go out there and have 65 lead changes. You know, it, it just doesn't set itself up for that. But uh, I do think it will be a good race, um, and I think we'll be competitive and uh, looking forward to getting out there as well. Yeah, the, the 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 sixty-five lead changes. That's speedway racing. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's not what we. But but the fact that if we can get these guys sliding around a little bit more and have, you know, the, the tires, the, the lap time degradation that that you know from abusing tires or abusing your your car, we'll have comers and goers. I think that'll be interesting to see where that is. Um, the West Coast Swing is now two races. It's Vegas and Phoenix, and it's two different aero packages. How does that change your logistics? We used to go through, you know, teams and swap outs, and te- some teams stayed out. What happens now with Vegas and Phoenix only being two races out west? Yeah, that's a great point. Um, and even if you go back years ago, when there was two intermediates in a short track, um, there was a period of time where the rules between those two were still the same. So obviously, you had brake pulling at one and not at the other, and um, but there was a period of time where the aerodynamic rules were the same. So um, you know. It's been something a little bit different every year. You know, I've gone out there and stayed for for three weeks. I've gone back in between the first week and stayed between the first week and come back between the second week. You know, we've done swap out trucks. We've brought the trucks home. Um, We've done it every possible way. And um, this year we're going to swap swap out truck uh, route. Uh, So our cars will be uh, prepped and sent. The the haulers will stay and then we'll have a four car hauler bring out the next week's primaries and uh, bring back the previous week's primaries and then we'll uh, it'll be common backups between the two um, so we'll have two backups for the four cars one prepped as a intermediate car and one prepped as a short track car so um, the, you know the big deal is you've got one potential backup car for four teams um, which on paper is okay um, but you can't optimize it with your seat and, and your pedal positions and your driver cooling stuff, um, certainly not your setup, and uh, there's no motors in it. It's not going to have a wrap on it because how, how could you possibly choose a wrap out of one out of eight uh, sponsor situations? And uh, so if, if you have to pull a backup out on the West Coast, it is a lot of work. Um, and I think we've all probably been through it and had teammates go through it, and everybody's just got to pitch in and grab some tools and make it happen. And the good part about that is NASCAR lets everybody within your organization help out when you have to do that, right? It's if if Denny Hamlin ends up needing a backup car, your guys can go over and help. That it'll be it'll be all four teams that will stay late to try to help put that car together, won't it? Yeah, it'll be a couple guys from each team. Uh, I believe the eighteen had a problem at Vegas last year and uh, in spring, and uh, we all stayed. Um, uh, we stayed for probably extra eight hours on Saturday to, to get it uh, dialed in. It was a lot. Uh, yeah, I was there. I was helping wrap the car and, and just doing whatever I can do and, and anything, whatever it takes, uh, you know. But it is an all-hands-on-deck situation. And um, thankfully, you know, it's a it's a one-team mentality here and, and has been and, and will continue to be. And, and uh, we, we don't look, look forward to those situations, but uh, when they come up, we all jump in and uh, – everybody out. Yes, indeed. Uh, the joys of NASCAR Cup Series racing and backups and West Coast and all of the other stuff. It is uh, fascinating stuff when uh, when you guys all have to jump into action like that. And uh
Not fun for you guys, I know, but it's fascinating to see how it all unfolds. Adam, we really appreciate the time here. Uh, we know getting West Coast cars prepped and getting people out the door and in the door and everything else is uh, is challenging. And you had to wind the uh, Martinsville clock over your shoulder, so we had to make sure that got done this week as well. Um, but we do appreciate your time joining us here on Crew Call. All right, Steve. Uh, thank you, guys. Thanks, there we Steve. go. Thanks, Adam. That is Adam Stevens joining us here on Crew Call. Stay with us more in just a moment. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome back. It is Crew Call here on the Motor Racing Network. Todd Gordon and Steve Post, I'd uh, like to uh, remind you that if you are enjoying what we're doing here on Crew Call, uh, make sure you like and share and uh, follow along and, and, and share this with other people. We uh, have a great time doing it, whether you're listening on one of the podcast platforms or whether you're watching on Facebook or watching on YouTube. Uh, please, please do us a solid and share this with all your followers. So, Todd, love, uh, love getting a chance to break it down with Adam Stevens. Um, uh, the 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 planning for bingo line cracked me up because it's like quite like preparing for bingo. I thought that was a funny line, but the uncertainty with the new Toyota XSE body, uh, you could just tell they're, they're they're they've got a lot of questions to answer. Yeah, yeah, it's I think I think both uh, both the the Toyota Camry and, and the, the Ford and the dark horse Mustang for Ford, like they've got question marks and they've got it's different aero platform. I I. I don't know where they went with the two packages, but, you know, NASCAR keeps you within a box of, of where you can get to on downforce. Uh, there's an amount of downforce you have to, you can be in. There's an amount of drag you have to be in. So when you submit a new body, everybody's kind of in a, in a box, but you might shift, you might shift some of that forward. You might mm -hmm. shift of it, some of it rearward. You might make a little more side force. You, you, you kind of bounce around within the box and try to find it and i think uh i think as he talked about the long run they're, they're trying to make uh trying to make a little better be interesting to see how that plays out for them obviously they had a really good car here last year yeah i mean when you go to vegas so christopher bell the, the run that he had running down kyle larson there at Blind. the end was he incredible was yeah Blind. so gosh was he rolling um it'd be interesting to see where that plays out and and interesting comments there from adam about the phoenix piece the Goodyear went to a little little thicker tread gauge. So so I'll kind of expand on that a little bit from my days of talking to Goodyear engineers, and I'm not a tire expert at all, but the thicker the, the, the rubber is on the tire, the more heat builds up within the tire. And as the heat builds up, that's where the grip goes away. That's where the, the lap time fall off comes from, is if they get overheated, they, they don't work as well. So I think the, the tread gauge going, and it's, it could be as small as like 20 thousandths. It's it's small changes. The tread on these tires is anywhere from like 60 to 80 thousandths to start with. So yeah. it doesn't mean it's got like a quarter inch more rubber on it, but it's got enough. And it'd be interesting to see how the, the new tire plays out here because it, it could, uh, 
it could create some some comers and goers within the race. It'll be fun to watch that at, at Phoenix. I think we have a practice session out there, if I'm not mistaken. I think we have a full-blown practice session on Friday afternoon out there, so that's going to be interesting. Yeah. But that factors in. I was thinking about that with the backup cars that Adam talked about. You, you, you If you have a full practice session, what does that do to your your, your backup mentality? Yeah, so. and, and to the piece, I mean, Adam brought it up, and that's, that's not... That's not JGR's choosing. NASCAR no, doesn't allow you to put a motor in a backup car. And when you bring when you bring shared backups, you can't wrap them and you can't no. have the seats installed. I think it I don't know where they got to, but at Team Penske, I think the the, the seat bucks were in the same location. We'd move the pedals and the seat insert to accommodate the different drivers, and that worked out pretty well. But uh I mean there's so much you have to change. It's it's tough to go to a backup car. It's really tough if you're not a four-car team to the point that, yeah. I mean, if, if Mike Kelly and JTG Doherty have to go to a backup car, they are their only workers. Right. Where, where at least at, at JGR, you've got four teams worth of guys yeah. that can come help with yeah, that car Yeah, I saw that uh, as we were developing this car, watched it. We had two weeks in a row, Hendrick guys dinged up cars and had to go to backups. And I was talking to... Um, Oh, one of the guys there, one of the, one of the, one of the chief people over there and, um, oh, the, um, yeah. oh, I can see the guy. Anyway, I was talking to him and he says, this is not a skill set we want to develop. Yes. It's fascinating to see what we learned last week that we're applying this week, yes. but this is not a skill set we want to, we want to perfect, you know, but, but it's something you have to have. But I was, but I was noting that there was crew uniforms of every color of the Hendrick rainbow, if you will, over there working on the cars. And that's what Jeff NASCAR is. Jeff Andrews. That's, that's what NASCAR about. allows you is anybody within your organization can help on a backup car. Yeah. So, so the four team, the four team organizations, you know, team Penske can have all three of theirs, their teams come over, you know, the Roush Fenway, Kozlowski in the six and 17 can put it together. So when you have multiple teams, there's an advantage going to the backup car of, of workload right. and still being able to focus on, on your stuff right, yeah. and do some, as Adam talked about, eight hours that they were there after the garage closed. That's, yeah. that's a grind. But that's what, it saves us in not having to prepare full backup cars every week. Oh, remember those days. And, and saves the engine companies because mm-hmm. that's another 40 engines that the engine company doesn't have to right so it, yeah. it, it's part of the whole just making it economically yeah. feasible yeah yeah so fascinating it's just the way this thing has evolved is fascinating and it's gonna be fun to watch the way las vegas has evolved yes. and 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 you you talked about it and we talked to adam about it the bumps the wind all of the challenges uh, and and also the uh, air show that'll be going on yes the, uh, you got the air force base, the air force right, base right right there. there behind that's one of the greatest parts about going to vegas is you're you're working in the garage area and you have you just have, you're getting buzzed by the air force uh, air force uh, planes flying over it's fun stuff yeah yeah it's a it's a great place be a great event and uh saturday will be interesting as adam alluded to it's it's very windy on on saturday it's going to be tailwind down to backstretch. So I, I look for qualifying. If I'm looking at it, I look for some people to, to just mess up three and four. Right. Because that big push of wind down the backstretch, you've got a little more speed. And you've got, when you look at that, if you've got 40 miles an hour of wind behind you, yeah. you're down probably 40% downforce because right. the airspeed's gone down. Yeah, your car. So, so you're not making the down. I just like you're you could go down into three. And not making the down. Yes, and, and it could be it's right straight a, up the racetrack. I'm a radio guy. I'm not. I'm not an engineer. But if you're going faster and you have less downforce, that is concerning. I, I think whoever's in three and four talking about it is going to have a lot to talk about. Wow. 
Fun stuff, that is for sure. Motor Racing Network will be out at Las Vegas on Friday night. It's the Victoria's Voice Foundation 200, presented by Westgate Resorts. Our airtime is 8.30. On Saturday and Sunday, our friends at the Performance Racing Network take over with NASCAR Xfinity Series and NASCAR Cup Series Racing out at Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Want to remind you again of our new podcast series, NASCAR Live Presents 2004, Chasing History. Another episode dropped this week, so now you can go back and listen to the first two. It takes a look back 20 years ago at the first season of NASCAR playoffs, or the chase, as it was known. We have NASCAR Live, our Tuesday night tradition, NASCAR Live Wide Open, the podcast version of that show with some additional content. NASCAR Coast to Coast, where Chris Wilner and Kyle Rickey talk to the stars of local racing, Wing Nation, where we talk sprint car racing, and of course, this is NASCAR Crew Call. You can find all of it on our podcast and on our YouTube channel. So we are grateful for Adam Stevens joining us here today on the program. Most grateful that you have joined us here as well. For Todd Gordon, I'm Steve Post. We'll talk to you again next time on MRN's Crew Call.